Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. So, in many previous episodes, we've talked about schedules, routines, and transitions. But real quick, I want to define those things again for you. So, schedules are the sequence of events that happen during the day, um, like your daily schedule. Routines are the procedures that we engage in to get through the daily schedule. And transitions are the time spent between when one activity ends and another begins. So maybe you saw the title for today's episode and are thinking like, Sarah, why are you talking about schedules, routines, and transitions and not visual schedules? Well, hold your horses. I'm getting there. Surely by now you know that I have to come at things from around the bend and over the mountain. The reason I started with the definition, definitions of schedules, routines, and transitions is because they are the why behind the what of visual schedules. We have to understand the importance of those three before we understand and implement how we teach and guide children through them. I want to take a few more minutes to dive just a little bit deeper into that why of schedules, routines, and transitions, and then I promise we will talk specifically about visual schedules. So schedules, again, that sequence of events during your day right? Is there a balance between free play and group time? Is there a balance between loud and active with chill and quiet? When do you go outside? Do you share a playground, etc.? That balance in our schedule helps us meet all those unique individual temperament tendencies of the children and adults in our program that we talked about last week. So routines. Routines are regular, unvarying, constantly repeated, right? Think washing hands, driving to work, changing diapers, getting ready for bed. You know, some people even call them boring or annoying. And while boring or annoying or repetitive, it's important to know that routines are pleasurable to children, right? They reassure them, provide structure, and ease that transition between home and school. Routines help children feel calm and relaxed. And then when they're calm and relaxed, they're more open to learning and taking in new, novel, cool information. And Understanding their daily routines means that children are learning about sequencing, which stimulates their ability to remember and allowing them to anticipate what comes next. You know, like especially when you're talking about that consistency with them about what you're doing now and what you're doing next. And speaking of what comes next, let's transition back into talking about transitions. (laughs) So transitions, you know, unless you're going to let your kids just run around like headless chickens all day, you're going to have transitions in your day. But the trick is to plan your daily schedule and routines to help you reduce the number of unnecessary transitions for each child. And then to intentionally plan for the transitions that you do have. So I promised specific visual schedule talk. So here we go. So when you think about those schedules, routines, and transitions that happen during your day, you know, the hand-washing, mealtime, getting ready for nap, inside, outside, putting on a coat, standing in line to go outside, etc. How do children who can't read words or your mind know the schedule, routines, and transitions that happen each day? How would a sub or a new teacher know the schedule, routines, and transitions that are in your program? And how would that sub or new teacher 
know how to guide children through those schedules, routines, and transitions? Well, the answer is auditory and visual environmental props. I know, I said visual schedules, right? Well, one of those visual environmental prompts just happens to be, you guessed it, visual schedules. Okay, so what you really, really came for, right? What are visual schedules? Well, first, remember, young children's brains really are not able to process those concepts, those abstract concepts, like time and detailed multi-step sequences, right? You know, when you say, okay, we're going to go inside and take off our coats and wash our hands and put our stuff away and get a book and read. What do they do? <laughs> they maybe get a book. <laughs> so, you know, while the term visual schedules might seem on the surface, like it only applies to like the visual representation of the parts of your day, they can be so much more, right? Visual schedules provide children concrete visual cues that show them how to successfully follow the schedule, complete routines and transitions, and use the environment and the materials within without you constantly having to tell them. Now keep in mind, you're going to have to constantly tell them how to use it. Remember, kids need to hear things in average 2,000 times in context consistently before they begin to do it and get it and understand it. So that's why we use these things, these visual environmental prompts, these visual schedules. It helps towards that 2,000 times. Every time they see it, right, it helps them start to develop an understanding, right? So I don't know, maybe instead of visual schedules, we should call them like visual routine guides or visual step-by-steppers or visual GPSs. Eh, I don't know. I think we'll stick with visual schedules for now. So some examples of those visual schedules would be, but our course are not limited to, your daily schedule, right? Just like we talked about, it's what it sounds like, that's what it is. You know, pictures of each of the major steps within your day. And we'll talk a little bit more about some guidelines about that here in a second. But some other examples might be like the steps to hand washing, right? We all know that the um, state requires that we post the hand washing steps. But again, kids can't read, so they need pictures to show them how to do it. Take pictures of all the steps of hand washing and put them laminated above your sink. Um, some other examples might be the steps to putting on a coat or the steps of family style dining, or the steps to going outside. The possibilities really are endless. So some guidelines to keep in mind when you create those visual schedules, okay? So for one, visual schedules, and primarily kind of what we've been talking about, really can be used for the whole classroom, right? Anybody in the classroom, any child, teacher, sub, provider, can look at them and know what's expected. But you can also use these um, visual schedules for an individual child that might need some extra support with, you know, that separation in the morning or transitions or napping. You know, make them their own visual schedule. Make them their own steps of the day. When we create these visual schedules, these visual step-by-steppers, we want to make sure that they're, com- that they're displayed completely horizontally or literally. (laughs) So either all the way up and down or all the way across. 
because kids don't understand that left to right, top to bottom processing, you know, the way that we read. Kids don't understand that yet. So, you know, when we jumble up your sequential cues, those those step-by-steppers, just to make them look cute, it can confuse kids. And I get that sometimes we only have so much space on our walls, but if you want children to understand the step-by-step, the sequence, the the process of of the event, it has to be all the way across or all the way up and down so that they can see all the steps. Which is the next point, point here of the entire sequence of events and or steps have to be displayed at all times. Right? For one, don't create more work for yourself trying to remember to take down the morning half of the schedule to put up the afternoon half of the schedule. I'm here to tell you from experience that ain't gonna happen, okay? But secondly, and most importantly, remember kids don't have that firm understanding of time, not until they're like seven or eight. It's really abstract. So when you say mom will be here to pick you up later, that could be five minutes or five years. But when you have the entire sequence of the day, those events of the day displayed, you can physically show the child where you are currently in the day and when after each event, it will be time for mom to come pick up. They can touch the pictures. They can go step by step, one-to-one correspondence and look at each step of the day to say, oh, mom will be here later. Um, But it is um, specifically for those, the visual schedule that's of your day, it's really not important to put times on there. Again, kids don't understand time. Um, And sometimes we put specific times on an activity. It kind of sometimes boxes us in a little bit, keeps us from following the lead of the children. Now, I understand in programs, center-based programs, you might have to schedule, I'm sorry, you might have to share the playground with another classroom. You might have meal times that happen at the exact same time every day. So of course, those things are there. They're a consistent, but the children don't, they don't need the numbers. They don't, it doesn't make any sense to them. Um, but we do want to make sure that we have real pictures and words to describe what's happening. Now, children can't read. We've established that. But it is our job as providers, as adults, to start providing literacy concepts to children that make sense. You know, that we label pictures, we label materials, so that children begin to understand that letters make words and words represent things. And when I say real pictures, man, I get it. It is visual schedules. Here's the thing. I think visual schedules are amazing. Everybody should have visual schedules. I kind of even sometimes want a visual schedule in my house, you know, like of the laundry steps or something. I don't know, mainly because I'm an overgrown toddler. But I think that I understand how much work this can be up front when I say using real pictures of the children in your program instead of maybe printing something off of the internet or one of those, you know, stick figures or outlines. Those aren't bad hear me. If that's, if that's what you need to do to get your visual schedule started, cool, do it. That's awesome. Yes. But if you have the time and the support, 
like, I don't know, an ITSN specialist, maybe, um, get those real pictures taken. Because in addition to children being visual creatures who understand their word th world through pictures, they understand their world even better when it's pictures of people they know and themselves. They can relate to, oh, that's so-and-so's mom, or that's my mom, or oh, look, that's me eating lunch. Or, ooh, that's me washing my hands. Or, ooh, that's Sarah washing her hands. I know her. That's cool. Right? So we want to make sure as much of work as it is up front, and believe me, I get it, but it's so important to have children see themselves and their peers doing the things that you want them to learn to do and being successful at them. So you might be thinking, Sarah, that's great. Um, but, you know, some of us adults are like you and also are visual processors. And we'd like to see examples of what the heck you're talking about. Well, a couple of options. One, we're, um, we're currently working on updating the websites um, to get some of these examples up to show you. So that will be happening as soon as possible. A second option is to contact your infant toddler specialist network specialist um, and the show notes there is a link that directs you um, to the map and who your specialist is. Um, all of our specialists have some really great examples of what a visual schedule might look like that they can show you and share with you, help you make them. Um, I guess those are the two options currently. Nope, the third option is checking out the Casita webpage for trainings. Um, we have a really awesome training um, that was written by one of my colleagues, Aaron Jett, about schedules, routines, and transitions. Go figure, coming back to that. Um, that gives some really great examples of visual schedules and gives you the opportunity to kind of practice talking about them and making them. So that's another really great way to learn a little bit more about visual schedules, environmental prompts, and see what they look like. So, you know, a little bit ago, I said auditory and visual environmental prompts, right? Which might lead you to believe that there's more than just visual schedules. And you would be right. So what I want to say is in upcoming weeks, I am going to do a couple more episodes that dive deeper into some of these auditory and visual prompts, things like expectation boards or rules boards, some people call them. Um, the use of timers and music in transitions and routines. So keep an eye out for those episodes. And please, please, please share with us on social media your visual schedules. What are you putting in your program? Um, how are your children responding to them? And if you like this episode and this podcast, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review and give us five stars. Tell everyone about it. Check us out on social media. And we'll see you next week. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and the Casito Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail. 
And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kids These Days Pod and Twitter at KTD Pod. Be sure to check out the resources for the episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>